Jenna stopped by a local Vietnamese restaurant on her way home from an afternoon of errands. She was a bit tired and looking forward to a tasty meal. She ordered her favorite, a roast pork banh mi sandwich. In the past, this meal would have been off limits. She would have thought it had too many carbs. As she ate the sandwich, it just did not meet her expectations. The bread wasn't toasted and was pretty chewy. There were no cucumbers or pickled daikon, only pickled carrots. So it's missing that crunch factor. The roast pork was okay, but it wasn't hot. All in all, it was disappointing. In the past, Jenna typically avoided bread. So now she felt that while she was trying to be more flexible with her food choices and enjoy some carbs, in this case, it wasn't worth it. As soon as she finished the sandwich, she started to feel guilty and anxious, thinking about all the carbs she just ingested. To make matters worse, she then remembered that she had also had carbs at lunch. She had some brown rice with her chicken and vegetables. This was a carb-heavy day, she sighed. She felt doubly guilty for splurging on something that wasn't worth it taste-wise. So she was wondering about the guilt. These days, when she has bread as part of a tasty meal, she doesn't feel as guilty as she did this time. Do you ever feel disappointed by a meal, especially when you may have considered it to be a special treat? What's up with the guilt? And for that matter, what's up with the carb guilt? What fresh hell is this? Is this its own special kind of guilt? Do you feel like you've done something wrong when you eat carbs? And lastly, where does all this guilt lead? Is it helpful, or are we just setting ourselves up for restriction and binge eating? Let's dig into this in today's episode. This is the Breaking Up with Binge Eating podcast, where every listen moves you one step closer to complete food freedom. Hosted by me, Georgie Fear, and my co-coach, Mary Claire Brescia. When thinking about Jenna's story, perhaps you can acknowledge right off, right off the bat, that ordering the sandwich was in fact a positive step, not a mistake. Many times people caught in a binge eating cycle carry forward sets of rules that are derived from all the various diets they have been on. In Jenna's case, her dieting past informed her that carbs were bad. So her flexibility in choosing to eat a sandwich and include some carbs in her day was in fact a helpful step to move past binge eating. When Jenna shared her story in our Facebook coaching group, Allison responded, Ugh, nothing's worse than that not worth it feeling. I personally have benefited from taking each day or even each meal with a clean slate mentality. I read an affirmation daily, reminding myself that what I ate yesterday or last meal does not dictate what I eat now. Also remember, even if it was a carb-heavy day, I'm sure it doesn't come close to the amount of carbs you'd eat during a binge. Tomorrow is a new day. Put on some comfy clothes and try to let it go. The recommendation to take each meal as a clean slate was, an, was excellent advice from Allison. And it's not specific to managing disappointing Vietnamese sandwiches either. This is a practice that can be applied to our other mistakes in eating as well. If you've been thinking that with enough effort you could eventually stop making mistakes, please sit down because I have to burst your bubble. 
At some point, you will eat too much food and be way past full. Or you'll eat more than you intended to of some food that is deemed inappropriate, like pizza, donuts, or white bread. Maybe you heard amazing things about the handmade pasta at this little Italian restaurant, and you traveled all the way across the city to find it and order the special. Celebrating your newfound food freedom, only to discover it doesn't taste that good. But after a $24 Uber and knowing these ravioli were so famous, you ended up eating them all. Hoping the disappointment would change into delight at some point, that the dish would become delicious. It's 100% normal to be upset after experiences like this. We are really shaken when we push ourselves to expand our boundaries and find out, wait, these lucky charms are not magically delicious. In addition to the disappointment, it makes us second-guess everything, questioning our steps to stop dieting and repair our relationship with food are actually wise. What if we wonder... Am I just using this whole thing as an excuse to eat more sugar and flour and get fat? Or perhaps we say, I should have chosen X instead of Y, or I should not have eaten the whole sandwich. Guilt and fear begin to bubble up as we regret the choices we made. Because you're feeling upset or guilty about it, you may start to restrict. You might say, well, I'll skip my next meal to make up for it, or I'll just have a light salad for dinner. This restriction, however, can often kick off a binge episode. Even thinking about cutting back or limiting food intake is enough to make many people feel strong desires to eat ravenously right now. So if a food mistake or disappointing meal leads to guilt and fear, and these emotions lead to planning to restrict, and that is followed by binge eating, this isn't going anywhere good, is it? we can do better. What if instead of punishing our mistakes, we just wipe the slate clean? What if we don't make new rules and just return to our normal eating, trying to get back into the regular meal pattern? If we do this, it's much more likely that the eating episode will be an isolated occurrence. It's much less likely to snowball into a binge. If the idea of cleaning the slate after a food slip-up makes you nervous. I get it. You may have always felt guilty and punished yourself for mistakes. The idea of not doing so can feel like it leaves a big gaping hole. But neither punishment or guilt is required for change. Don't believe me? Let's break things down one step further. The function of guilt is to let us know when we do something out of line with our values. If we steal something, act out in violence, or deceive someone for our own personal gain, feeling guilty is appropriate, and the discomfort is a deterrent from turning that into a regular pattern. It nudges us to notice, ugh, this feels awful, and I want to be honest next time. I want to be kinder or more truthful. But guilt is not appropriate for every single human mistake. If you feel guilty for innocent human errors, like dropping a light bulb that smashes on the floor, there's no value violation. It was an accident. Heaping guilt on yourself or adding in punishment will do absolutely nothing to prevent similar accidents in the future. If anything, in our upset state, we become even more clumsy. Sometimes we haven't even made an error and are simply on the receiving end of some lousy food due to no fault of our own. 
That's what happened to Jenna. She felt that I should not splurge on a carby sandwich if it isn't tasty. Her disappointment with the food is completely warranted and makes sense. It's a bummer to get a lackluster meal. But it doesn't mean she was at fault or made a poor choice. You just can't know with certainty how good every meal is going to be, especially at restaurants. In these cases, it may be most helpful to say, out loud if you need to, I'm disappointed. I was expecting something better than what I got. Just acknowledging your feelings can help a lot, as can reassuring yourself that you'll eat again in a few hours and hopefully will have a tasty experience then. Not all food is great. We can acknowledge that this is just how it goes sometimes. Have you ever felt cheated by a meal? Do you try to make up for the disappointment by eating something else? What happens when we go to the movie theaters? Remember those days? Not all movies are great, right? We may be disappointed in our choice, but do you feel guilty about it? And just to extend this analogy a bit further, do we need to immediately watch another movie to make up for the bad movie? Not really. We just hope the next movie is more enjoyable, and we move on. Some of Jenna's emotions were related to her choice to order the sandwich. She felt guilty about ordering a food that she perceived as fattening or unhealthy. It can feel like a violation of our values, or even a moral failing, to purchase or eat food that doesn't fit with our ideas of how to treat our bodies well or attain the appearance we want. Two things can go wrong here. One, false information. And two, forgetting that you probably also value including pleasure and enjoyment in your life. We might call this pleasure blindness. As our Facebook discussion continued, I added, Jenna, it occurs to me that we all have beliefs about what is healthy or not healthy, or will cause weight gain or not. Many of those beliefs are not truly helpful nor accurate. Jenna responded, Carbs release insulin, and insulin promotes fat storage. I try to avoid having a meal with both fat and carbs, thinking the carbs will cause insulin release, which will make it easy for the accompanying dietary fat to be stored. Yesterday, I had nuts and cantaloupe together and felt guilty about it. There's that word again, guilt. Sniffing some false information, Georgie responded with the science. Hi, Jenna. I hope I can help with a bit more of the biology here, that eating carbs and fats together is not a problem. And in fact, it's helpful for satiety. When it comes to changes in our fat reserves over time, overall energy balance is a determining factor. Insulin does trigger your organs and muscles and fat cells to take in glucose from the bloodstream, but that's only part of the picture. Your body also releases stored fat and carbohydrates between meals, so there's an influx and efflux. If you're in a calorie deficit, the death result will be more fuel going out of your fat cells than into them. One of the best ways to blunt the rise in blood glucose after a meal is to not eat just carbs, but to pair them with fat and protein. The combination provides the most satiety as well, which is why we recommend a balanced diet with moderate amounts of protein, fat, and carbohydrates at each meal for weight loss as do the majority of nutrition professionals. So eating carbs together with fats is not a mistake. In fact, it's helpful. Weight loss or gain is a function of overall energy balance. What a shame for Jenna to have gone through such guilt and worry due to nothing but false information. In fact, her choosing to combine 
carbohydrate-rich and fat-rich foods was completely consistent and aligned with the value she placed on health. No need for guilt. I brought up pleasure blindness a moment ago, a trait that also leads to experiencing more guilt in your life than is necessary. Briefly, if you forget that pleasure is important, guilt can arise each time you eat a low-nutrition food. If you only focus on the health or calorie content of foods, you may feel like you're violating your values and health with every bite of candy. But if you bear in mind that health and pleasure are important to you, there is room to see your diet as a whole, where some of your choices may honor your health or long-term goals, while other choices honor your desire for sensory pleasures, like a creamy ice cream on a hot afternoon. This takes the emphasis off any single food decision and reminds us that the thousands of food decisions we make over time have an impact, but not one single meal. Claire joined the discussion. Your post resonates with me so much. I too have a long history of restricting carbs and especially bread. I'm working on allowing myself more freedom with them. I tell myself that eating bread on my own terms as part of a meal or snack is really different than binging, and I congratulate myself on not letting my food have too much power over me. Even if I eat more than I planned, it's so much better than mindlessly stuffing my face when I'm not even hungry. I also tell myself it's okay to be disappointed. I can feel all the feelings without eating all the things. It's still a struggle, though. You're not alone. One of the things I loved about Clara's post is that she points out that eating more flexibly is a value of hers, and that we can even congratulate ourselves on taking steps to eat with more freedom when we stop obeying old food rules we had. The next day, Jenna gave us an update. I woke up this morning with thoughts of this episode gone, so next time I'll try to remind myself that these feelings of guilt are ephemeral and that I should expedite the moving on. Georgie responded, Jenna, glad you reported back. I too have observed that my distress can be peaked at night, but drastically resolved by morning. Feelings are temporary, and they're harmless. They cannot hurt us. So from this story, we are learning. We can properly set our expectations. Not all meals are tasty. Disappointment will happen. This does not mean you have made a mistake or at fault. It does not mean you need to keep eating until we find something that is tasty. In the same way, if we sit through a bad movie, we don't rush back into the theater to find a better one. We also learn the concept of a clean slate mentality. We can take each day or even each meal with a clean slate. What I ate yesterday or last meal does not dictate what I eat now. Make today good. Make this meal satisfying. Also, be wary of demonizing food groups. As advice to avoid any major food group is typically based on false information. Being more flexible and loosening food restrictions help us move away from binge eating. If we decide that carbs are bad, then we set ourselves up to try to abstain from them. And then when we rebel, we may be setting ourselves up for a binge. Food choices are not moral choices. We can enjoy all the foods. And carbs are part of a balanced diet. Carbs fuel our bodies, boost our mood, and provide fiber and nutrients. And lastly, unless you're aiming for a fun-free life, remember that eating foods on occasion for pleasure and not nutrition is a perfectly okay thing to do, one that likely does fit into your value system. So if guilt pops up every single time you eat a dessert, 
you can wave it off saying, no thanks. My goal is mostly healthy eating and not only healthy eating. I'm Mary Claire. I hope you found this helpful, perhaps letting go of inappropriate guilt. We'll talk again soon. Be good to yourself.